The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Jesus said, When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, You that are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, you did not give me clothing, sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. What is wrong with goats? They are the poor woman's cow. They give milk and cheese and even butter, and eventually meat. Goat is good to eat, tastes like sheep, because they are closely related, but smarter. Domestic sheep were not bred for smarts. Good looks, yes. Mean wool, yes. Smarts, not so much. Here's the story. 
Back in about 1962, I was driving through Yugoslavia, then ruled by Generalissimo Tito. A lazy trip of a couple of weeks. It was an anthropology course. The Roman Catholic cities of Croatia with their opera houses, museums, and cathedrals. The Orthodox areas of the Serbs. I saw a group of men dressed in hand-woven wool jodhpurs, riding bareback, driving a, a herd of horses to market, rough men with long, fierce mustaches, and each horse was marked with a handprint of the owner in dried mud. And the Muslim cities of, of Bosnia, a street of coppersmiths, a street of potters, a scene out of first century Judea. But the prayers, five times a day, strictly observed, were Arabic. And on a field, just above a cut in the landscape for a new road along the Adriatic, a woman, a shepherd. She was dressed in clothes that dated back centuries. In fact, I still have a little wool square that she wore as an apron, just exactly like this one. 60 years old, still in perfect condition. When I say she had a flock, we're not talking about Montana, wide skies. Her flock was so small that she could easily count them. Was one missing? She knew them all, she knew their names. They knew her voice. She was gathering grass, whatever grain it was, she continued to gather it as we went by. This was late summer. So this must have been food for the winter for her small flock. She didn't have a sheep dog. Dogs are expensive to keep. She had a goat as the bellwether, the bellwether, the leader of the flock, goats are smart. They can be trained to lead the sheep into the sheepfold or to slaughter the sheep of the little ones. They need protecting, even from the goats, their companions in the field, in the fold. Even amongst the sheep, we have been told that the fat ones have received their reward. Now their reward is not grabbing lunch from the small and weak, but becoming lunch. That's a hard lesson. Of course, all parables need retooling, even in their own day. Ezekiel wasn't telling a poor shepherd like our peasant woman on the hill not to be grateful for the added income or food of a healthy sheep. He was telling us something about what a good shepherd is all about. The shepherd is a judge who maintains justice, leading the weak to better pasture, searching for the lost, dressing wounds, aiding use with a hard delivery, seeing that all are fed and watered, protecting the vulnerable, 
from predators, from thieves, even from a part of their own flock. Perhaps today's gospel isn't so much about the sins of the goats that calls for their damnation, but the grace of the sheep. The good sheep, the people of God, have given food to the needy, clothing, water for the thirsty, as Jesus and the Hebrew law taught. But Jesus did more. He gave his own body as both the good shepherd and the lamb of God. If we are to be like him, abide in him, aren't we also called to give up our own selves, our bodies, our own milk of human kindness, our own cloak for the cold and the needy? Are we not called to submit to our shepherd, even at the cost of our own sacrifice? What are those goats who say, what did we not, not do those things? Perhaps it was the blindness to the hunger and thirst of others that turned them into goats. Perhaps it was the smart goat in them who will betray the sheep. Is that why they're being separated out? The hypocrites, the temple officials, the Herodians? the rich merchants who follow the law, but without compassion or love? Or who throw a coin to the poor and think, God does not see. Jesus says, the man of God, will, the son of man will come in glory and judge as the king judges from the throne. In his first coming, Jesus was a helpless child, born of a woman who herself was almost a child, and under attack from Herod the Great. Now there was a bad king, a fearful man, clutching his own power. As the child grew into his divine nature, he still had little power. He walked amongst his people, teaching, healing, teaching his disciples to serve the little ones. Of course, we're all little ones. Even a Herod, the great or Antipas, the temple officials, even the Roman emperor. Jesus didn't die a king or a bridegroom. But here in this gospel, Jesus is saying that he will return as the king of, as, as a king in the glory of a king. Because his father, the Lord God Almighty, has given him the authority to judge all that is his. And so the sheep are separated and blessed for their mercy and justice. Our shepherd has passed the crook to us to care for the sheep, his sheep, even as he leads us, his sheep, into green pastures and cool waters. That is what a good king does.
Are we not both sheep and goats at any moment in our lives? We want so much to believe that all are saved, that there is no pit, that God's radiance will burn the selfishness and pride out of the fat sheep and smart goats, out of us. But perhaps we can't give up all that fire and brimstone. Somewhere there has to be that ethical red line which we cannot cross. Hopefully we are guided through the spirit, through the example and love of our community and the teachings of the church in scripture, in the sacraments. But that notion of a reckoning at the back of our minds is perhaps still a little useful. We can't get away with it forever. We will be called to account. Being light bearers, the wise virgin of Brother Richard Edwards' sermon of a couple of weeks ago, bearing in us the light of Christ, calls for accountability to our bridegroom. Turning to God is the sacrifice we make in love, even when the worldly cost is great. Which brings us to today the last Sunday in the church year, Christ the King. And we are ready to begin the cycle again with the incarnation. But why do we still need a king? Have we not seen in history the past four years what a bad king, selfish king, a frightened king can do with great power? One who created a nation of goats. We don't want democracy. We want, we don't, we want democracy. We don't want kings. We don't like authority over us. Down with the kingdom, power to the people who do live near Berkeley. There has been some serious pushback to using words like king and lord and father and patriarch. The good part of that, and there is a good part, is that that reflection took us back to the gospels. And we started again to look at community and how Jesus taught and worked in the world through the people. But if we didn't throw the baby out with the bathwater, do we now want to throw out the triumphant king? We can't. If we say that Jesus is begotten of God in his divinity and begotten of Mary in his humanity, one man, one God, we can't embrace the one and not fall to the knees of our hearts to the other. For that other is the divinity of Christ. So how does this relate to our democracy? With that king who cares for us so much that we can be safe, we can be equal under his rule. In fact, we are compelled to be to love our neighbor, even our enemy. We are called to follow Jesus, the rabbi, the human, perhaps a prophet like Moses, as he taught us. And what Christ the King commands us we must recognize our equality to each other 
as we must recognize the king's lordship over us, his subjects, his good sheep. It takes discipline, making hard choices, living a more ascetic life, giving up wealth and power if we're to follow our king. The fat sheep and wise goats amongst us may think they are in charge, but that ceaseless competition for that last patch of summer grass brings no peace. We don't need to scrabble for that last meal. The king's table is always open and always laden, even during a pandemic. Some of us are called to be his stewards, serving in his house. Some of us are heralds, proclaiming his word in the world. Some of us care for our children, for our parents. We all serve. Our sacrifice is a humble and contrite heart. With that, we are his light bearers, his cup bearers, those who feed my sheep. We are blessed to be called to the court of Christ the King. Hanging on the cross, but for a moment. Rising in glory as our savior for time without end reuniting us with the God who walked with us in, in the Garden of Eden and will dry every tear to our eye from his celestial throne at the end of time. And now as we prepare again to begin again with the virgin who said yes, with the vulnerable baby in the manger, let us first end the year in gratitude. Let us hail him, King of kings, Lord of lords, lamb that was slain, shepherd of our souls, our celestial bridegroom, son of God, son of Mary, our savior, our king. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and a journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace. We hope to greet you in person very soon.